Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest episode of Courageous Conversations. And with me, I am very excited to introduce Laura Shooter. Hello, Laura, how are you? Hello, Leanne, very well, great to be here. So I was lucky enough to go and visit Laura at her and her husband's business, SJ Shooter, up in Dubbo when I was there just a couple of weeks ago. And I love their story so much that I thought I've really got to share it with everybody. But before we get to your real estate story, talk to me about what, because you haven't always been in real estate, have you? No. So what were you doing before? So I I guess it started like a long time ago when I finished up school, I thought I would follow the path to university and had been accepted somewhere. I took my gap year and um, decided that the things that I was going to study probably weren't really for me. And I I think um, it is important to get out and and experience some things because probably what that showed me is the things that you're naturally good at are really the least obvious to you because... Mm they're easy for you and it's only when you kind of get out there and work a bit that you realize you know what you what did you what did you want what did you think you wanted to do I thought I wanted to do teaching and Uh, yeah um, I was going to be a teacher as well yeah and I think you come out of school and school's the only thing you know so you're like yeah I'll be a teacher one of uh, my first jobs that I got out of school was at the department of housing and um I, it's it's kind of ironic that I've gone full circle and ended up in real yeah. estate. I never kind of saw it as real estate experience, but it was a fantastic experience. I'd had yeah. a safe and happy childhood. You could say I was quite sheltered and um, it was a very eye-opening experience to work at Department of Housing um, with some of the more vulnerable people in society. It was a world yeah. I didn't really know existed. And they had some really great training and housing um, that was fantastic, helping to recognise that people are in um, difficult situations, not de- necessarily being difficult people, and um, teaching. Yeah, that's skills. a really big distinction, isn't it? I hadn't yeah. thought about it like that. That's, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think yeah, I, I, they didn't call it empathy so much back then, but um, it really was a lot of training around empathy and really understanding people, putting yourself in their shoes, and helping that inform how you respond to them. And that was that was a really good experience. I had the opportunity to travel um, out west in our regions there in that job a lot. It gave me a, a good experience to be able to leverage a job into family and community services or docs as it was, child protection. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of where my heart had always been, I guess, um, in child protection. And despite not being a particularly maternal sort of person, that my heart was always moved by the plight of these kids yeah. um, that grew up in unsafe households and um, I was really pleased to secure a job there and that's kind of where I saw my career going I had one of these great managers who did recognize those things that I was probably more gifted at and gave me opportunities to outwork them things like around like data crunching and numbers I didn't realize this wasn't you know something that everybody did because it came naturally to me I guess and I I saw my career path going there and then somewhere in the meantime, um, my husband Samuel, we sort of run a music school together and he had um, decided that was no longer for him after 10 10 or 11 years he'd been doing that and he decided to get a job in real estate and then it's only, yeah, with with him doing that five 
about five years later, we decided to start our own agency. And I had a couple of bouts of maternity leave, I guess, in the meantime. And um, what that did highlight to me Don't was... Don't look old enough to have children. Uh, yes. I mean, you look like you're about 21 or 22. Oh, thank you. That's nice to know. <laughs> I'm 32 and uh, we've got two little ones now. But um, And it, it was interesting. When I went off on maternity leave, it did, I, I guess because I'd, I'd done this sort of social work, Path since I'd left mm. school. And it does affect your worldview a little bit, I think, mm. when you come from sure. a sheltered environment to 100% yeah. of the people you're dealing with in your work are quite complicated. And yeah. um, and it definitely changed my definition of appropriate dinner time conversations and things like that. And um, I, I think the little break on maternity leave highlighted to me how confronting it was sort of when, yeah. I, when I went back to that. And then also... Something else I really enjoyed about community services, I was always really interested in how a big organisation like that instilled its values into, like, across the organisation. Yep. I was always really paid a lot of attention to how the leaders spoke, um, yep. like the the politicians and that that, that were involved in those government sectors and um yeah and that always really resonated with me and, and that's something I've been able to draw on a bit in our own business as well and um it was interesting I had no intention of joining Samuel in the business I thought I'll help him out for a while as he's starting out and um we had our second baby around the time that we started the business and, yeah. he, and I was on maternity leave and he's he asked me for some help with um his listing presentation letter and I'm like well what, 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 do you, what do you stand for? Um, it's hard to write about what you're promising when you kind of, we don't know who we are yet. Yeah. And so we took a whole day out at that time to just nut out what we wanted to stand for in this business, in this industry. And, um, yeah, came out with like four values and what they meant to us and, um, and also just a, a few sort of aspirational sentences about what we wanted to mean to our community, um, to our, our industry and, and we went from there and that there are just so many decisions to make in business and, yeah, and that, I mean, that it is, helped it's, so much. It's where, it's where people will tell you to start. Yeah. Um, but I don't, and I'm sure others have started there, but I don't know who they are. I haven't mm. spoken to anybody else who's actually started there. If that makes sense. They, yeah. they, they get there a lot, you know, at some stage in their business, they think, well, if we're going to grow, we've got to do this. But, but you guys did it right from the very first. So how did you actually go about that process? There was a lot of butcher's paper and coloured textures and okay. um, I think a meal over some Thai at, yep. at one point and we had someone look after the kids so we just gave it a full dedicated focus and it's funny at the end of it you have a few sentences but it took us hours to kind of draw out well what what does this word mean to us what does it mean to us in this context and yeah. to then distill it you kind of you, you you draw it out and then you've got to distill it back down and um and yeah and that was fantastic and it became the reference point for us because it's like how do you write about who you are if you don't know who you are like how do you try and sell that to people so yeah. it just it just made sense from where to start and I think from my background in the government I'd just seen that framework there it was always there and coming into an environment in a business environment and it wasn't there I, I felt that difference and, and I'm like this and Samuel didn't think you were mad because he had already he was already working was he already working for somebody else at that stage yeah he had he had worked at a couple of different agencies um in the meantime and probably one of them was a franchise and they probably had that through their their head office and corporate values and things like that. Yeah, but if they're just words on a wall, 
or words yeah. on a piece of paper. They don't mean anything. And just because they come down from corporate doesn't mean that they resonate for you in your office in Dubbo, right? Mm, that's it. And so, yeah, so, yeah, he was really happy to come on board and, and we just went through that together. And, yeah, and yeah it, was, it was a great launching point. Um, for our for our business, yeah. which at so, that time we were at home in a bedroom. Funny story, we had our first audit from Fair Trading when we were in the home office and I didn't know these guys carried badges, um, but I'm, I was very heavily pregnant at that time and like waddling kind of level and we had the, the office up the back. We'd just got, gone through these values things and we'd stuck up the bit, bits of butcher's paper on the wall in our dining room. We had this knock on the door and there's these two men, well-dressed men, and they pulled their badges up and and we're like what is this about and they said we're from fair trading we're here to do an audit and I guess because we were new like we'd only been registered a month or two we didn't even have a trust account yet at that stage yeah. and um and so I've waddled to the door and they've come into the business and they've had to walk past our values and I think it did really set the scene they they took on an attitude that was very much helping us make sure that we were compliant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rather than right. trying to ping us for anything at that you know I've time. just got this visual of you waddling <laughs> Taking them through the house, I can't believe they even found you. Yes, um, yeah, it's very funny. Your back bedroom. Um, yeah. So, what are the values? What are the four values in your? So, business? the four that we started with were um, integrity, um, yeah. professionalism, care, and results. Yeah. Um, and we drew out meanings for those, and it was it was really interesting. Like integrity, like our definition of that at that time was that uh, we were would apply those principles in of integrity to all areas of agency practice. And yeah. it's amazing the number of little decisions you have to make. I remember one of them was just our, our forms. Like we, we didn't have much money to start out with and it was quite expensive to buy these proper forms, yeah. um, but obviously they were copyrighted and things like that. And we're like, oh, maybe we could photocopy one. And we're like, no, no, our values are we imply the principles of integrity to all areas of agency practice. We're not photocopying the forms. So yeah. just like little things like that, it really helped with all those but little that, I mean, that is an absolutely perfect example of living the values and the values really being the cornerstone of the business and who mm. you are as people. Um, and that's the way values and should be used mm, yeah so yeah that's great Samuel had also he was also on a restriction wasn't he from his mm. previous job so he couldn't actually work for a period of time yes right when you've got a young family and yeah so I guess that's where I was lucky to have my job as well and yeah. so I went back to work in between the kiddies and um and he studied he studied his license to to get that and also he had that non-compete clause from his last agency and while we we knew that that wasn't strictly enforced across the board we wanted to honor that we thought if we're how you finish is how you leave and we wanted to honor that non-compete before launching our own agency yeah yeah nice um and you told me a story because you've got a beautiful big office which used (laughs) to be a video store right yes blockbuster yeah, and you told me a beautiful story when I was there about driving past and having um, you always wanting it to be an office, um, but because you couldn't afford it, it, you had to start driving a different way. Yes, tell that's that it. <laughs> so we live in in West Dubbo, and there's two bridges to get across town from West yeah. Dubbo. And this building, the old Blockbuster building, was very directly after you get off the bridge on one of them. And um, I remember driving past one day, and I looked at it, and I'm like that would be a great 
real estate agency location. And it was so early days. Like we had so little money. Like yeah. Samuel didn't work for six months and then we didn't sell a property for six months. So, um, <laughs> and, and I'd look at it and, it, and I'm like, Ah, oh, I just so want it, but I knew to jump the gun on that would be suicide for a business of our size and stature. So yeah. I would literally avoid driving past it. I'd use the other bridge. I'd go the long way because my desire to have this building um, was was I just like I just knew, you know, you, you just know, and I wanted it so much, and and I knew that it would be great. And I didn't want to jump the gun. So I took those measures to um, avoid it. And actually we did end up negotiating um, on this building. And um, and right as we're about to sign contracts, it's sold. So we had to go through the negotiation process again with the new owners. But, you know, you look back on that and I'm like, man, that extra few months of just saving and, and building up a little bit of cash reserves was very useful in the end yeah, and I'm sure. glad it didn't go ahead when when it originally was going to. So how do you stay confident in your direction and your decisions with Samuel not working for six months and then taking another six months to actually sell a property? How do you stay firm on and not think, mm. oh, maybe, you know, we need to go and get a job? Yeah. <laughs> this is a, there's a story I've, I've told a couple of times and it, it happened on a Monday. It was a Monday after the holidays. Even though we hadn't sold a house, there's still a lot to do and we were feeling quite worn out at the end of that first six months. So we did take a week or, or two off over the Christmas period just to yeah. be a family. And on the first day back, I've walked past the home office and I've seen Samuel sitting at his desk in the afternoon, it's two o'clock in his pajamas, and he just cracked open a bottle of cider. And um, excuse me, <laughs> I, I, I talked to him that night, and the conversation went like this: it "Was like Samuel, I love you more than the idea of this business and what we're trying to do here. And uh, if if this is how you want to play, then that's cool. I still love you anyway, but you need to go and get a job because <laughs> this." this isn't the path to no. realising the, the goals and dreams we have in this business. And it was one of those straight but loving conversations. And, um, yeah, so from there we, we got plugged into some of the industry resources at the time. It was um, Josh Fegan. He'd been popping up in my right. newsfeed yeah. a few times. And just to get exposed to what high yeah. performance looks like and yeah. the kind of numbers um, that you need to be doing, uh, we've not sort of been exposed to that before. So yeah. just seeing it, drinking it in, watching, you know, what other performers are, are doing. And it's really not that different. Or you, you just got to make a lot of calls. You've got to book a lot of appointments. Like, But getting that motivation to really do the volume um, really helped. So from there, Samuel really hit the phones. I was still working at community yeah. services at that stage. I hadn't made the decision to leave yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we really took that on board. And I guess seeing other people achieve it yeah. helped us go, actually, it is worth sticking with. Let's not keep drinking ciders at 2 p.m. In our pyjamas. Uh, in our pyjamas. And let's really go for it. But, like, I just sort of said to him, you know, it's cool if we don't want to do this, um, but let's just call it call it early. Um, yeah. But, yeah, really glad we stuck with it because we did believe in it from the start. But I guess um, expectation versus reality is always a, um, a fun yeah. thing to walk through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And when you've got the responsibility of a family on top of it, it makes it, um, you know, the, import, the, the decision's even more important. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was really the catalyst for really starting to do the numbers, get the routine. Like they say, routine will set you free. And it has been a massive exercise in personal discipline for us. And uh, we were real social butterflies. We used to like to host people at our home. And, yeah. and we basically just had to put a hold on that. Like a, a business is a, a living, moving beast. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a relationship that requires your time and attention. And it really, you need to give it that, especially in the early days. Every tiny little thing that happens, you have to do it. I remember like 1am we're sticking sold stickers on signs and things like that, like every little detail, getting your open home brochures ready, all that stuff. And it it is consuming to Mm. hold all those details and actually carry out all those details. Massively. Yeah, massively. That's a lot to do. And so how long were before you actually moved into the office? How long had the business been open? So after about 12, a bit of 14 months, we moved into a small office in the CBD and that was when we launched property management and that was around the time I decided to take some extended leave and physically come to work with Samuel. And it was about six months after that I decided to resign. And then it was probably another 12 months after that. So we've probably been operating about 18 months, uh, two and a half years by the time we moved into this this building. And how long have you been here? uh, About... Closing in on three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And you were going to say that you extended as well. Yeah. So we took out a lease on the middle section first, which was good. And then it was must be in 12 months later, took out, we signed a lease on the second half of the building and fitted that out. And, um, yeah, so we, we've kind of, we've, you say build it and they will come. We, we have built it um, bigger than our current needs yeah. and the and the idea is that we've got room for growth. We didn't want to hamstring ourselves with the, yeah. the size of the office. Yeah, makes sense. Um, talk to me about how you use your values when you're uh, recruiting. Yeah, actually, I've, I've got a really structured process around recruiting and yeah. I really enjoy doing that myself. So one of the early things I did, I actually... Um, made one of our staff members write out, um, give, do a, a letter for me, a, a cover letter that said that you showed an example of how in a previous role they'd exercised each of those four values. Yes. Um, yeah, and that was one. Um, another one, um, uh, it is a question I ask in the interview. So I say, what do you think it means to be a values-based business? And it's interesting to see how people respond to that. Um, that's another question I use. I do, um, I've, I've stripped it down a little bit now. So our applications usually get them to ask two questions that ask them to describe an actual example. And I'm looking yeah. for those values coming out in, in yeah. the example that they've chosen. And I do like people to do some research as well. Like our values are, are published. They're publicly available. Yeah. I'm really interested to see if people have done their homework and are careful to make sure they touch on those things in their responses. And do many of them? Not a lot. A, a disappointingly few number, actually, to be honest, um, because I know when I was going for jobs in the government, I would study the values and I would make sure I... I used their language in my application. I would learn their language. I would learn their priorities. That's such a, yeah, that is such an important point to learn the language of the business that you're going to. I think um, a lot of people don't really think about values. Mm. If you ask them, they know what's important to them. Mm. Um, but you have to really drill in to find out why it's important to them. Because mm. They just 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just not something that a lot of people really genuinely think about because I, it's something that I cover in the inductions that I do at Lang and Simmons and we talk about our corporate values and we talk about what individuals' values are and people really struggle. It's like, oh, yeah, honesty. Mm. And, yeah, what else? Talk to me yeah. a little bit more about what that means. So, yeah, that's a very good tip for anybody who's looking to go for a job. Yeah, 100%. I, I think the website so important because yeah most organizations want to be convinced that you actually want to work for them you're not it's not just a job to you and I think that's what you're really trying to convince them of that yeah you you want to make their business better yeah absolutely and so excitingly you are finalists in a couple of the REI awards which are coming up on the 30th of October um which two uh samuel's in for real estate agent of the year and our business is in agency of the year in the small category yeah so what made you decide to enter the awards this year um COVID happened and we like i mean there's never a good time for a global pandemic but we sort of we limped to the finish line last year and um it was it was a hard year it wasn't a bad year it was just hard we sort of we achieved about the same numbers as we did the year before but it was just a lot more work (laughs) and um, like we definitely worked harder for a similar result and um and then I, i i think our general just feelings of of well-being and happiness in the office had been a little bit depleted and then COVID hit and I just had this real sense that it was time to go deep with that stuff and it was no it was not easy completing the applications like it was quite deep uh they're quite detailed like the questions are quite detailed and you want to make sure that you're giving a proper representation and again make sure you're using the word like this is important to me so I spent time understanding what's the real estate institute's direction what are they really asking with these questions really looking at the word count making sure that the number of actual points i'm making is in line with the length of the answer you're asking for yeah. and it's quite a process so it, it it took a lot of time and a lot of nights at the office um to to get in a position to submit it and then also the evidence as well to to go with it and sort of thinking through how do do I prove this? I can say all these things, but where is that evidence and kind of gathering all that together. But, yeah, I just had this real sense. I I was going to enter the local business awards this year, but they'd been Mm -hmm. put on hold due to COVID. Mm -hmm. I'd not intended to enter any industry awards. I thought, oh, maybe next year. I didn't see it as something that we'd kind of qualify for, I guess, because we still felt so young and early um, in our journey. But... I saw the the notice come up in my email and I thought, nah, now's the time to dig deep. And I had a look at the categories and um, thought, you know what, we've actually, I can think of a few good examples of, of how we could answer these questions and yeah. um, we might just be in with a chance at finalist. So we were absolutely over the moon. Like that was the goal for me to become a finalist. Yeah. So while it has been a long wait to find out who the winners are, we are absolutely ecstatic that yeah. we made it to finalist in those two categories yeah so you should be as i said to you the um the entrants were very very strong this year across the entire um competition so just to be a finalist is an incredible again incredible achievement particularly five years in business i mean you, you deserve to be incredibly proud of what you're what Thank you're doing you. i am very much looking forward to checking in with you on the night i think we've um, arranged or we will be arranging for us to at least be able to say hello on the night and i'm going to be so excited if i can announce you as one of the winners <laughs> i can't even tell you 
as were we. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with me um, today. Um, I'm so glad that I came to meet you and the rest of your team when I was in Dubbo. And, um, yes, thank yeah. you. I'll look forward to seeing you at the awards. Thank you so much, Leanne. Okay. We look forward to it as well. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>